Welcome to Spiritual Warfare. My name is Teresa. And hi, my name's Kay. We will be reading from the Book of Signs by Dr. David Jeremiah. And we're going to start with it will be a time of prolonged life. I know we kind of rushed through this. I listened to some other podcasts and people just like take three, four, five minutes before they get to the subject. And you and I are like, boom, boom, boom. We're, we're right there. No. <laughs> sometimes some, we share. And... Some, yeah, sometimes we do share. But I think this is going to be quite interesting to learn about um, the prolonged life and just getting to um, get educated about what the millennium is going to be all about. In the human lifespan. Yeah, I that's going to be really dropping cool. dropping my jaw during some of these sessions going like, Wow, I didn't know that. And, you know, Satan wants to keep us from not knowing these things. And um, Teresa and I's purpose of coming out with the podcast is to open eyes, open hearts to the reality that Jesus Christ is King of King and Lord of Lords. And he is going to return. And we want you to be on you want, we want you to be in heaven with us. Absolutely. Yes. That's, Kay, that's so true. I, it's so hard to sit and think. I know we think about dying. Sometimes it's scary. Well, I'm not going to lie. I don't know why it's scary for me. It is. Yeah. I just don't, I don't know why. And everyone's going to die. And if you're wrong... People say, no, you're just going to be buried in the ground. You have, that's an eternal yeah. decision yeah. Eternal. that never ends. Never. If you go to hell, it never ends. If you go to heaven, it never right. ends. Yeah. And right. you'll be living. Eternal. Yeah. eternal. Either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. That is what Satan is here for. Him and his little demons running around right now will put people in your path to make you upset. There's no God. There can't be a God. Look at what happened. That is from the enemy. He wants your soul. Just remember that. He will do anything for your soul. But you have the choice to say, no, the Lord rebuke you, Satan, And live for God. God can change your circumstances. He can help you get through bad things because life is not perfect. We are not on this world for a perfect life. We are in this world to help people, to share the gospel. And it's just so important. Don't let Satan blind you because, boy, is he running rampant right now. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. So, okay. it will be a time of prolonged life. Another feature of the millennial reign of Christ will involve human lifespan. This is an interesting study in the Bible. Before the flood of Noah's day, people live to incredible ages. According to Genesis 5... Methuselah lived to be 969 years old. I, you know, I just, uh, that's another thing I wonder. Was their years like our years? I'm pretty sure that they're 969. Yeah. Yeah. I that's would, almost a thousand years. I mean, who could walk? 
who could even stretch their arms. Wow. Some scientists believe the climate of the earth was so different. The genetic pool was so young and the grace of God was so fresh that people lived for many centuries. Many people believe the flood changed the nature of the earth. Before the flood, perhaps a vapor canopy protected us from the ultraviolet rays of the sun and enhanced Longevity. The climate of the world was the healthiest in history, but some experts believe the vapor canopy collapsed during the flood, and from that point onward, human lifespan was a fraction of what it was prior to the flood. Now, according to Psalm 90, our lifespan is about 70 or 80 years give or take some. Despite the best efforts of our medical expert, there's little chance any of us will be a Methuselah. <laughs> wow. But in the millennium, that will change and human longevity will return to pre-flood levels. It's as though history will come full circle. Isaiah 65 says, never again Will there be in it an infant who lives but a few days or an old man who does not live out his years? The one who dies at a hundred will be thought a mere child and the one who fails to reach a hundred will be considered accursed. It'll be a time of personal joy. Finally, the millennium will be a time of personal joy, an exhilarating era of happiness and contentment. It will be the answer to many of the anguished prayers of the Jews and the many hopes we harbor in our hearts today. Once again, let me offer scripture to show you the preponderance of these truths in the Old Testament. You have multiplied the nation and increased its joy. They rejoice before you according to the joy of harvest. As men rejoice, when they divide the spoil. Therefore, with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. The whole earth is at rest and quiet. They break forth into singing. He will swallow up death forever, and the Lord will wipe away all tears from all faces. The rebuke of his people he will take away from all the earth. For the Lord has spoken, and it will be said in that day, Behold, this is our God, we have waited for him, and he will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him, and we will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. These are only a few representative verses that we run across as we read the Bible, especially the Old Testament, and notice the endless references to the golden age of Jewish history, a promised period of peace, prosperity, purity, prolonged life, and personal joy. During this thousand years, King Jesus will reign and rule on the throne of his ancestor, David, in the city of Jerusalem. And out of Jerusalem will flow this wonderful reign of peace all over the world as we know it today. Can you imagine? Isn't it interesting to see what God has planned? But here is the main thing. All this is simply the prelude to heaven. This is the overture of eternity. Whenever you go to an elaborate musical, the orchestra begins with an overture that has little 
strains, and snippets of all the different songs of the program. Listening to the music gives you inklings of what's to come. The millennium is an overture of heaven. It gives a limited, advanced snapshot of what heaven will be like. The millennial earth will simply be a precursor of the new earth. Not as perfect, wonderful, or spectacular as the eternal earth, but a preview of some of its coming features. Jesus came the first time to become our Savior, and he's coming the second time to be our King. The coming of Christ to set up his kingdom will be so much different than when he came before. Consider the contrast between his first and second comings. He entered the world the first time in swaddling clothes. He will reign the second time in majestic purple. He came the first time as a weary traveler. He will return the second time as the untiring God. When he came, he had nowhere to lay his head. When he comes back, he will be revealed as the heir of all things. Once he was rejected by tiny Israel, when he returns... He will be accepted by every single nation. Once he was a lowly savior, acquainted with grief, then he will be the mighty God, anointed with the oil of gladness. Once he was smitten with a reed, then he will rule the nations with a rod of iron. Once wicked soldiers bowed the knee in mockery, Then every knee will bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord. Praise the Lord for that. Once he received a crown of thorns, then he will receive a crown of gold. I can't wait for that. (laughs) With rubies and sapphires and diamonds. and. Once he delivered up his spirit in death, then he will be alive forevermore. Once he was laid in a tomb, then he will sit on a throne. When he comes again, there'll be no doubt and no delay. He'll be king of kings and lord of lords. We need to prepare our hearts now by installing him as king of our lives. The Bible says one day that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. On that day, we truly will sing with fresh meaning and everlasting exuberance. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and heaven and nature sing. Okay, you know what's really important, too, when people are going through hard things is the name of Jesus. Satan and his demons hate that word. And I mean, they screech and run from it. That's how much power is in Jesus's name. So when you're going through something really hard, just Jesus, Jesus, Jesus in your whole airspace You won't feel the heaviness anymore because Satan and his demons have to leave. They have to flee. Just Jesus, 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 and watch your whole airspace change. 
there's there's power in the name of Jesus, and there's a song, and I couldn't tell you who the artist is. That that is there's power in the name of Jesus. Yes. There's power in the name of Jesus, and there is power in the name of Jesus. Satan would love nothing more than to keep our tongue tied. And not praise God or say his name. Right. Because then he can keep that darkness over you and around you and that depression and just be all up in your face and in your business. But Jesus, it just breaks everything. And those forces have to leave. You have to trust in God. One day, whatever you're going through, you're going to be able to help somebody, Kay. Yes, you are. And you're yeah, going to no lead them. What you're going through. No, no matter ugly or whatever it may seem like, God does and God can and use those things in your life to help another person. You know you're tying God's hands when you don't greet him and talk to him and ask him to come down in your presence. He's up there waiting. All of heaven is just waiting. Just think about all the angels and God looking down from heaven, just standing around ready to swoop down and go before you and fight your battles when you can't fight them. And all you have to say is, God, I can't. I give it to you. Come down with me and fight my battles. I have no strength left, God. I can't talk. And he can hear your mind. You don't have to speak words out loud because telepathically, he hears you. Every thought, every word you utter, even in silence, he hears you. Yes, he does. Yeah. Satan can't read your mind. No, he can't. No. No, he cannot. And I know that there's been times in my own life where feel like I cannot utter a word, okay? And then I sense what's going on. Satan would love nothing more than for me to not speak out to God, to not reach out to God, to not say his name, to not come in surrender of myself and let him be my strength. Once I get the courage up to open up my mouth and say words out loud, it's like I've silenced Satan. Yes, Exactly. That's the power we have. And then it's like I can open up and really have a conversation with God about what's troubling my heart or what's going on that I feel like I'm failing in or didn't do right or am I God pleasing or am I people pleasing? Am I, you know, I mean, just so many different things that could come into your life. Right. And you can say, God, I am so mad right now. I cannot even believe this happened again. Why? Or not why. God, give me the strength. This is for a reason. And if I don't have a bad attitude about it and sit and woe is me and blah, blah, blah. Right. um, Which Satan wants you to do again because he has to go before God. I bet if this happens, she'll curse you. Mm. And that's just what he does. Mm -hmm. He accuses us before God. Look what she did. Mm-hmm. Look what she did. But God knows we're his children. He loves us. He wants to swoop down. Again, watch the movie Divination. Watch the movie Gabriel. Just amazing. The next time we get together, Kay, we're going to talk about the Great White Throne Judgment. That'll be a good one, too. Wow. 
As always, thanks for stopping by. God bless you and have a great week.